I mean, when you hear the rumors, but when you see it, when you see caravans of people who wake up in the morning and walk all day, um, there's food set out for them. There's even like taxis and motorcycles that will ferry them a certain uh, distance to help get them uh, further north. Uh, the police obviously don't do anything to to hinder or hassle these people. They just want them to keep moving. And so that's all very, very interesting. It's a very interesting comment to see that happening and to know what's behind that and sort of to know that that's what's headed toward the U.S. day after day after day. These people are headed north and crossing into the U.S. to see whatever kind of life they can get and probably eventually going to cause real problems and real friction that all of that is happening and that nobody's putting a stop to it. So that's what's happening in North America. And yet in Mexico, you see people with their tremendous, tremendous pride in their prosperity. Um, we had dinner at a couple of very nice places in San Cristobal, really high end restaurants. Mexico is not a place where you find tons and tons of luxury everywhere you look. A lot of Mexico, there's construction materials and like a pile of sand over here because they're mixing cement to build the next wall or to pave this street. So Mexico looks like very much wherever you go, a work in progress. I mean, it's like this in Tulum, there's construction in Cabo. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff that's still going on where Mexico looks like it's half done. But bit by bit by bit, you do see um, the tremendous luxury level uh, accommodations, uh, again, uh, restaurants, the various nice places that people expect can be found. You can find this stuff in Mexico. So if you're, if you think that, you know, your lifestyle is going to take a big hit by heading south and by heading to some portion of Latin America, well, that might be true to a degree, but it's not as true as people want to make it out to be. We had a, we actually went to, a, there's a whole emporium of all various restaurants and different eateries inside this one central location in uh, in the main city in San Cristobal. And we had some absolutely excellent, wonderful beef at a, like a uh, Argentine restaurant that was part of that um, really top quality stuff. And again, the thing about Mexico that's so shocking, it's roughly two thirds to three quarters oil. It's like a 75% discount everywhere you go. Maybe not 75%, but damn close. Like somewhere between 50 and maybe 66% off every time you go out. And that's that's shopping, that's that's food, that's almost anything you do. I stayed in a really nice Hilton for about 60 bucks uh, the night before I flew out. It would easily be over $200 in, in any place like, I don't know, Fort Lauderdale, for example. Um, same quality, but right, again, about a quarter of the price. And so the main thing that I noticed that was really shocking and I've been all over Mexico from one end to the other. I've worked on the Pacific coast. I, I used to go to the border and make border runs, Tapachula and right crossing over from uh, various portions. I've been through, um, there's no region of Mexico. I drove down uh, Veracruz on the, on the Gulf coast. Uh, my son was born in, in the Yucatan. Uh, I, I spend time also in the Riviera Maya into Cabo. I used to sail in and out of Cabo when I was on ships. Um, and so uh, the, the one thing that I did not expect and obviously, the last time I was in San Cristobal was over 23, 20, almost 24 years ago. And so I did not expect to see this. But in San Cristobal, and this is really remarkable, if you've been to any part of Latin America, you know, one of the main features that you see visually that's in your visual awareness and that you're aware of all the time that you're there is the tremendous apathy that leads to, and, and also just not no solutions, right, for all the garbage, you see plastic bottles, you see foil wrappers and chip bags, and like every imaginable piece of garbage flying around everywhere because nobody really bothers to, to put it in its proper place. And also the municipality doesn't necessarily make the, the, the necessary um, uh, 
uh, facilities for uh, disposing of garbage, right? For handling and just managing the trash in, in a way that we're obviously used to um, in the U.S. or Canada. Although if you go through certain parts of the U.S. and Canada now, I mean, it's even when I was in Vancouver, right? A couple of years ago, it's, it's also started to become very nasty. Like nobody cares anymore. People just throw stuff everywhere. A lot of cities, like you go through LA or my God, San Francisco, right? It's like dead bodies lying around and all kinds of human waste and like really disgusting stuff. This is my point. In San Cristobal, for the first time ever that I'm aware of, that I've ever, ever, in all the years that I've spent in Latin America, I could, you can't find one piece of garbage anywhere. It's not in the roads. It's not on the street. It's not on the sidewalk. It's not in the median. In like places, poor places like Guatemala, they dump their garbage right in the river. In Mexico, nothing. San Cristobal had nothing. There was no garbage anywhere. Maybe somewhere somebody like accidentally like dropped a, 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 a gum wrapper right out their car window or something. But I'm telling you, you've never seen a place in Latin America this clean. And the reason I bring that up is, again, this pride that these people are experiencing because of their prosperity is really something to behold. That's not the dedication of a bunch of people being paid to pick up trash. That's not why San Cristobal looks so good. There's not a lot of people picking up trash because there's no trash to pick up. It's a pride in where these people are from and how they feel about their, their, their hometown, how they feel about where they come from, how they feel about where they live. It's society-wide and it's unique to Chiapas. If you don't know the history of Chiapas, uh, the Mexican government went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them um, about something. I forget what, what the hubbub was about. It was around 1994, so not long um, before I actually passed through there. And it was still very tense. Like, you were aware, if you were passing through Chiapas, the so-called Zapatista rebels, right, as the government labeled them, which were, of course, just regular people who wanted to be left alone, right, um, stood up to the government and told them, like, look, we don't want anything from you, but we're not taking any shit from you either. Please get out, right? And they fought, and a lot of people were killed, and there was actual danger and violence for, for a number of years. And so I actually have a friend who purchased a, a piece of property, and he's living up in the Zapatista community. It's very, very well ordered, very well run. Not sure it's for me, probably not for you either. A lot of rules to being part of that kind of community, and it's very communal, as in communist kind of um, dynamic. But they're lovely people, and uh, my friends uh, especially, I mean, they're raising a family up there and building a place, so good luck to them. But my point here is there are parts of the world where – Number one, things are still on the way up. Number two, the, the pride of the people, the same kind of pride that we used to see, right, in small towns in the U.S. and all the rest before, right, we had to go through decades and decades where the government's lying about this and the government's screwing you about that. And then we're going to go have a war that nobody really wants and you have to pay for it. And your son comes home with his legs blown off and like all of the unbelievable bullshit that people have been been served in the U.S. in particular, but also now Canada is obviously taking a turn for the worse with this clown uh, who's in charge right now, um, that you're seeing that the trend is clearly negative. And there's no obvious, there's no leadership, there's nowhere anywhere who's suggesting how we're going to put a stop to that. Other countries like Mexico, in this case, are actually decidedly on the way up. And as they get more prosperity, they feel like having more of that. They feel like working harder and doing a good job. Mexicans are incredibly hardworking people. And so it's not a mystery where their prosperity didn't come from a central bank printing money and from Wall Street, you know, 
essentially like robbing the middle class. That's not where their money has come from. It's come from getting up and getting to work on real things, building stuff, right? Lots of factories and, and all the rest. So there's a baseline of prosperity in Mexico that, um, you know, if you're interested in living a global lifestyle, it's worth checking out. I did another video uh, not long ago on the uh, likelihood that if you're headed out of North America to create a global lifestyle, you're going to go through Mexico. It's almost guaranteed. Most people do. Most people put, if you're going to dip your toe into the whole international lifestyle thing, you're going to, you're going to take a trip to Mexico to check it out. So put Chiapas on the list. It's really worth seeing. You would fly into, as I said, Tuxla Gutierrez. Um, everything's new. Everything's well kept. Um, it's easy to get around the the, the 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 big highways and the cities and 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 all the way up to San Cristobal, which is about an hour away from from the capital. It's a big, wide highway with good guardrails, and it's absolutely stunning. It's it's some of the prettiest mountain territory you've ever seen, um, minus all the garbage that you would normally see in that part of of Latin America. So that's my report. On uh, I'll have more to say about it. And I'll probably write several posts about it. Um, if you haven't signed up or uh, subscribed to the channel and you like these videos and you like to hear about my travels and you want to know more about how to go global and how to figure out your way into the world of living internationally, there's really been a, never been a better time because obviously whatever's coming for especially the, the formerly free Western countries of the world um, is coming soon. There's a big reckoning on the horizon and the idea that you could ride some portion of that out physically somewhere else, but also right to set your finances up in such a way that you're not beholden to one government. You don't have all your eggs in one political basket. The biggest danger you face right now is your home government. If you understand that and you take a few sensible steps, steps that I can help you with, steps that you can take and, and be done with in less than 30 days, in most cases, for most people, and really sleep well at night knowing that whatever's coming, it's going to have a minimal, minimal impact on you and your family and your legacy. Um, you'll be able to, to continue to live a, a reasonable lifestyle, untroubled by whatever is going on in your home country, if you're clever about this, if you act quickly. Um, so let me know about that. If you're interested in, in uh, talking to me, you can click the link below this video and get a free 15-minute strategy call. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're up against. Uh, ask me your questions. Get your thoughts together and let's talk. And if you want to subscribe to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and tell me what you want me to talk about next. If you have a special place on your mind, Argentina, Costa Rica, right? Any place at all, Panama, right? What do you want to know about? My specialty really is Latin America, because I think that's where most North Americans are going to probably look to and, and already are looking to uh, ride out tough times in the years ahead. Um, that's enough out of me. Thanks very much. I'll be back with more great stuff. Mm -hmm.